Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. For obvious reasons, we keep this place as gloomy as possible. Welcome to Mind Poppers Podcast. We are as a people, inherently and historically, opposed to secret societies. Once you get used to these grim surroundings, you'll never leave. Nobody ever does. We continue now with tonight's case, Conspiracy. Now, right now, listen. Okay, we are recording. Um, I am joined today with Irish TikTok star Jenny Claffey. Um, <laughs> go out the front door if you want to smoke. Go out the front door. It literally takes you seconds. My God, I'm trying to divert traffic from the kitchen. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm so sorry. We are here. Irish TikToker Jenny Claffey. Um, thank you for inviting yourself onto the podcast. Yeah, you're welcome. You know, I, I want to uh, let everyone know that in the class action lawsuit that I raised with Adam after his slanderous videos about me online, uh, he begged me to come on his podcast. Um, so that is why I am uh, I'm here today against my will. But, you know, any charity is always nice. So. <laughs> I don't remember how the conversation went. Um, have you got in on the whole stock trading stuff? Oh my God. So, I mean, I'm loving that it's GameStop, but I don't know mm-hmm. anything about it. Um, but one of my favorite quotes ever is by my friend Taya. And she said, you know, she made a really intelligent analogy that um, the Zodiac and astrology is the stock market for women. So that's kind of my, <laughs> that's my whole <laughs> knowledge on the stock market. But suddenly mansplaining, you know, doesn't seem so bad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. From what I can- you know from what I can gather, and just so the listeners are so much into it, now I'm the exact same, I do not know the stock market, but to explain the situation in just some way that people will be able to understand, basically you have the, the, the rich billionaires, the hedge, the hedge funders and Wall Street. So basically what they were doing was, in a very basic um, description, they were betting on GameStop. Uh, the, the the stock value being super low because obviously GameStop is on the way out, like Exhibition and what have you. So a group of redditors on this subreddit called Wall Street Bets found out that these hedge funds were betting on, you know, were pooling, pooling all their money into GameStop and hoping for its collapse. So the redditors said they grouped together, which which is the most amazing thing about it all. They organized and they said, right, we're going to fuck the Wall Street. We're, we're going to fuck the hedge funders. So they actually pumped all of their, I mean, not all of their money, but because there were so many of them um, that they pumped money into the GameStop uh, stock. So it actually skyrocketed, whereas the hedge funders, you know, were banking on it just dropping to an all time low. So it's after complete it's after costing i think they estimated by friday so two days ago that it cost this hedge fund 13.1 billion um and i think has bankrupted them i mean this is why i always say 
like protesting is a waste of our time like <laughs> people need to realize protesting used to be this form of like when you know the masses and the powerful people couldn't see the amount of people that were like against a cause or for a cause like they would meet up in public but like we don't need that anymore um because we have the internet and this is like a perfect example of that like manipulating them where it hurts like their fucking money um nothing will do any better and i think it's so cool i mean i also saw speaking of tiktok i saw on tiktok that's like a sentence that's coming in my mouth too much lately um <laughs> as i said on instagram point of view your mother just joined facebook and commented <laughs> all your profile photos <laughs> but i did see this video and it was like this guy being like oh nancy pelosi just like bought all these stocks in like apple and tesla and all these other ones so it's like they're starting to cop on to all these people um basically yeah is it shorting i don't know i watched yeah, that exactly. film the big shorting. shorting yeah did you watch that film the big short no, I was going to. I let the clip play on thing, and I was like, "No, who's in it again?" I recognize the face. Um, it's Ryan Gosling in it. Matt, I think Matthew McConaughey's in it. Mm-hmm. And there's one Who other good-looking person. Yeah, some other male blonde. Um, my brain doesn't really register them. They all kind of like look at the same, like mm-hmm. the same person. But um, the that it is a really good film. But there are these segments where Matthew McConaughey is like, or who, the other male blonde. I think Ryan Gosling might be in it. Um, is like talking about like trying to explain like the stock market and like mm-hmm. my female brain was like do 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 it was just like boop, 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 boop. No, i was like i still don't understand uh, well, I'm like, the, I think that's I, the exact same but and you know what i will what i will say about protesting like like we said this new form this digital age protesting and when i say that i mean action protesting like what these redditors mm-hmm. did not you your trending hashtags what I will say about the, the protesting in terms of grouping on the streets, I think it does still serve one purpose, and that is for morale amongst like the people of the cause. For sure. You know? For sure. But I think where we go wrong is like thinking that it's gonna solve anything. Like I think it's great for morale. I think it's like um useful for maybe like, I don't know, if you want to get on the news. Which, I mean, I guess if you're trying to like um intimidate or speak to boomers, that's gonna work mm-hmm, best. That's true. Um, so I think like, as long as we're trying to like intimidate the boomers, it'll work because that's what they understand. You know, they're like, Oh, I did that once back in the day. But, um, (laughs) I think, but I think that's also like, you're also just talking to like basically your mom instead of like talking to like headphone managers who Mm -hmm. are actually like draining the society of its money, you know? Um, but I mean, I'm all for it. I'm into it. And I saw, I'm like, what's this Robin hood? This is an app they're all Mm -hmm. using or something. It's a trading app. I mean, I mean, are we going to start trading? Um, some of us already are in the game. You were oh, ta- I you are talking to a shareholder in um, BlackBerry. You're talking to okay. a shareholder in AMC. Okay, and we'll tie back that tie that back to the Robin Hood. And you're also talking to a cryptocurrency connoisseur because I got a tip. Oh, okay, but like, no, 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 I got a tip of what's going to be the next Bitcoin. So I bought 500 shares in it and it's like, I mean, word on the street is that it's supposed to explode in five to 10 years. How much did your shares cost? Well, I, uh, when I bought in the, the, so the, 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 the mm. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> I'm having a stroke. <laughs> the dollar, the dollar value, it was like 0.00 something. So I was getting, I literally put in like maybe like 70 euro and then got like okay. 500 um, coins. But um, the whole thing with Robin Hood was that 
when this was all happening um, and Reddit had organized and it wasn't, it had, it had expanded beyond Reddit, but Robinhood and Robinhood wasn't alone in this, but they actually blocked people from buying the, it was AMC and GameStop share stocks, which is like totally illegal. Um, and they were mm-hmm. doing this obviously to save the asses of the billionaires of the, the wall streeters. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> then like got of course people like rioted it was crazy there was people on wall street actually protesting um and then obviously the more intelligent thing to do was they all went over and gave um robin hood one star ratings on google so i think it had gotten over a hundred thousand one star ratings because of this move um and google actually then think yesterday removed all the one-star reviews from Robin Hood. So, and you know, I, I, mean, I saw a very interesting quote, okay, that you'd appreciate. Now, I can't remember the verbatim, but basically it was saying it's, you know, very funny how the left and right, you know, suddenly become one when it's a class interest issue. For sure. And it's like, it just shows that it's a facade most of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we all like the, especially the powerful left and right, like they're, they're all the same, you know? And I think, I mean, the the fact that so many people haven't like, you know, wake up sheeple, the fact mm-hmm. that so many people haven't seen that, like this should, and it, annoyingly this cause is like, or cause, you know, like this whole stock market thing, it has been memed and stuff. And people, when they hear GameStop as well, I think, and Reddit, especially people think of like nerd kind of like basement dwellers um myself being one of them mm-hmm, <laughs> but i think that, like uh so i think that's unfortunate because i think that maybe they won't get as much uh coverage as they should without being memed and then like as you said like the left and right will just like all it's it's, it's just like fucking ridiculous it's just the same thing over and over again you know like it's as you said it's completely they're they're opposed until it's a class issue and as soon as someone's going for their dollar they run and hide and into the forest which well i loved this because now i'm not saying that it was like a revolutionary revolutionary move in like the redistribution of like you know uh, like going towards like equal economy or whatever but i loved the fact one that this has opened a can of worms so yeah, for there's sure. nothing stopping these organized attacks. And it went from GameStop, they did it in AMC. There's talk of them doing it in BlackBerry and in Nokia. Um, so this has like, what, what I love about it, whether, you know, anyone wins is that Wall Street is taking a bash and that Wall Street is shaking for the first time because of the everyday person. Mm-hmm. Like, and I it's stuff that, that they've been doing forever like exactly. I love that people are I, I've seen so many people kick back and be like but what they're doing is illegal and I'm like you do know that this is like the basis of so much of Wall Street mm-hmm. like yes I learned this from the movie The Big Short <laughs> but <laughs> you know the small amount of information that I did retain from it is that this is what they do they like bet against shares that are going to collapse and then they basically make it so they make a load of money on them and they have insider trading and they tell each other look look this is going to collapse they all bet on it collapsing and they all make a lot of money on it so you know and we've known this since what like, i mean that was 2008 that that happened you know the the more when they were doing this to mortgages basically which caused like you know mm-hmm. the biggest crash since fucking the great depression so um you know it's funny to see how they react once like the sheep will start doing it exactly <clears throat> and that has been i think it's a fantastic way to start 2021 mm-hmm is doing this um no i know a lot of people are jumping up in joy about like sloppy joe and cop mala um <laughs> not us but i thought it was no way. i actually saw um 
so a tweet and it was basically like oh it's like it was like let the virtue signaling begin from joe biden and i think he appointed now i i'm not sure exactly what places but he appointed a trans woman okay to some sort of as far as i know health position within the white house oh, advisory board oh, very good <laughs> and but at the same time then like actively went against like you know like a kind of a, a Medicare for all type situation, you know? Oh, and it's a typical, like the veneer, you know, uh-huh. it's, that's everything. It's everything that the, Demo- that the Democrats really stand for. And it's actually everything that their followers eat up as well. Mm-hmm. It's like, it doesn't matter what's actually happening. Uh, whereas, you know, legislation is uh, coming, but once he reverses the like trans people in the military bill and, mm-hmm. you know, has a trans person as like some sort of health, like it's once it looks okay, mm-hmm. then they're fine. Like, but never mind what actually happens to them or like, you know, why it even matters for some of these bills to be overturned. You know, that way it's like, I wouldn't want to fucking go to war in their military complex anyway. So I'm like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Man, women too. <laughs> um, <clears throat> something that we have in common. We've God, we have so many things in common, really. Um, we do. But one thing we do have is kind of this... Um, it's, uh, we have a very similar like spiritual outlook on things and I guess the most thing that we have in common is we're like just always ready to explore and to look into new things and all that now I found when I was younger <clears throat> before I had reached kind of more of a an evolved level of spirituality which still is very not evolved but I mean compared to where I was like I fucked heavily and I don't know if you were the same but I fucked heavily with like witchcraft back in the day Oh, I know. I remember you telling me this and I love it. I mean, I was, I mean, I loved a bit of witchcraft and I was always making potions and stuff, you know, very like <laughs> surface level, you know, crushing up some potpourri in a bottle. Um, <laughs> but I did always love witches because again, um, I always had a black cat when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And then I, so I was always like people, I, I just always found it so weird. And maybe this does go, back to like especially a lot of my like defense of uh a lot of spiritual things especially in like a quite religious country that we live in um because I had this black cat that I like loved and it was so loving and didn't bring anything but joy into my life but Mm -hmm. everyone told me it was bad luck and I was like but how can this like sweet innocent creature yes she has one eye but like She's so beautiful and nice, I know, the unfortunate okay. thing. Um, <laughs> she was a less abled body, if you will. Um, so, you know, I was like, this is so crazy. And then I think of that with a lot of spirituality um, and like things about witches, you know, like they, a lot of this stuff has such a bad rep, but you have to r- wonder where did that reputation come from? And oftentimes it was due to like Christianity coming mm-hmm. in and trying to like suppress like I mean, we could have that conversation another day, but um, I'm interested to hear about your witchcraft because I remember this was probably one of the first conversations that you and I had. It was when you were thinking of starting a podcast and I remember we were talking and you were mentioning that you're into witchcraft and I was like, holy shit, I didn't know like he was this kind of person. And I was like, I'm loving this. I finally have someone to talk about. I didn't know that he was a depressed LGBT person. <laughs> I didn't know he was one of the mentally ill. <laughs> uh, well, I suddenly fell at home. What I I say about the the whole black cat thing I was the exact same for me black cats always represented luck and the same Mm -hmm. my lucky number is the number 13 and my thought Mm -hmm. behind that like not only because they have their own like um spiritual like connotations whatever but it was the fact that um I my, my kind of thought process was all right 
nobody bets on 13 because they think it's so unlucky. Uh So there has to be, you know, a much more untapped well of luck in the number 13 while everyone else is going Mm -hmm. for like fucking like seven and like all (laughs) these basic numbers. Um, For me, it was always 13 and black cats. But my thing with witchcraft, like I was, when I say I was heavily involved, okay? As in, I was like voodoo mama juju, you know? Oh my God, what age are we talking here? I guess, okay, well, I had a YouTube channel that was like devoted to like tarot cards and and witchcraft when I was like, my God, I want to say like 15, 16. I live for this. Mm -hmm. And it all kind of started, I guess, I went to Irish college and one day we were able to go into Dingle and in Dingle town, there was like one of these like kind of new age shops. So I, when I was like mind blown, I was like, oh my God. So I got like my first tarot deck. Um, <clears throat> and I remember being there and I remember I was, I was shifting this girl called Cara. Um, Legend and- alert. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you needed to drop that at the ball, man. <laughs> I was dunking this babe called Cara. <laughs> um, but she woke up one night in Irish college, like screaming, like screamed the building down because she said that she saw like this like apparition of an old woman at like the foot of her bed. And uh, the, the, the Irish college was like in an old hospital and um, was said that she saw the apparition of this old woman and was like, Cara, Cara. So Ooh. I was like, oh my God, I'm the only one equipped to save this school. You know, I was like, I'm gonna, I was like, I'm, am I the only one that can take on this powerful entity? You know, I love that. <laughs> so I remember, I remember, um, I, I had this book and it said that communicating with spirits, a, a good like, um, enhancer for that was like the herb lavender. So I remember like writing a letter, okay, to my grandmother back in Cove, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, Nan, I was like, they're doing some sort of like weird flower festival here. And I, they told me to bring lavender. I was like, is there any way you can send me out some lavender? <laughs> so, okay, I've got a question. Yeah, go Did Tara realize that her boyfriend was a member of the mentally ill LGBT community? <laughs> when he like, which said his tarot deck and is writing for his Nana for lavender. He's like, don't worry, babe. <laughs> I'm not you. <laughs> I'm a witch. <laughs> no, I actually, I caught ties completely with her when I found out that she was being haunted. Completely. Oh, no, a haunted pussy. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh, I wasn't trying to do that, you know? I was not trying to do it like a like a proper yeah. poltergeist puss where I just get sucked in. Um, no, fuck that. And I shifted her best friend the next day and then they Legend. started the big fight. <laughs> 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 Um, but yeah, now the, one of the most interesting things I will say about the craft, and I won't go on about it too much longer. It's what we, that's what we call it. The craft, um, was, uh, well, first of all, I, I identified as Wiccan back in the day. I like, I, that was always my favorite one. Wiccan. Yeah. Um, so I was walking home with a friend, Cormac, um, and we were walking past the graveyard on the way home from school and the graveyard is right at a crossroads as well. So he was eating those little Kinder Bueno things, like the miniature ones. And he was eating it and just throwing his wrappers on the floor. And I get, I was always someone who was very anti-litter. Like I am. I hate litter. Am, hate litter bugs. Um, and there's just no need. There's no need. 
Um, and so I picked up, I was like, Cormac, you need to pick these up. You need, I was like, and he was like, fuck that boy, you know? <laughs> and I was like, Cormac, I was like, you're littering outside of a graveyard and outside of a crossroads. I was like, that can't be good. And he was like, fuck that, whatever. So I picked up his litter um, and I took it home and I had a little altar in my bedroom. Uh, not in a creepy way, not in like a creepy it's way. It's so non-creepy. It was. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have used the word altar, but um, <laughs> I was like, you know, doing my, I guess, rituals or whatever, my practices, you know, you cast your circle or whatever. Um, and like I asked, or I guess the word we would have used would be invoke. Um, you invoke the goddess um, Hecate, who was queen of the witches, but queen of the crossroads as well. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hecate I was like please smite my friend Cormac I was like (laughs) (laughs) because I thought you were gonna be like please forgive him (laughs) please smite him I was like please smite my friend Cormac because I I tried to talk to him and it it wasn't it, it wasn't he wasn't at a stage where my words could have penetrated him and to teach him why littering was wrong I was like, please smite him. I was like, please make him pay so that he may learn. Um, and, and obviously I was doing that with his, I had his rappers, you know, within the circle or whatever. That was grand. DNA. Yeah, <laughs> that was grand. So then um, a couple of hours later that day, um, he was walking back from his house, which was very close to where he was littering by the crossroads. So as he was crossing from one footpath to another by the crossroads that we were at, um, a couple of hours later, he got hit by a car. Oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> and like, were you like, oh, or like, I was like, like yes. I was like, oh my God. I was like, my power. <laughs> I- <laughs> I was just going to say that, but you were like, oh my God, I'm so fucking powerful. I was like, oh my God. I was like the baddest witch in town. Um, it like jacked up his leg, um, had to get iron bolts in it and stuff. And I was literally only talking to him a couple of months ago. We were sending voice notes back and forth. And I told him, you know, that I was, that I, I was like, Cormac, I was like, I told you this. I, and he was like, he was like, I know. He was like, I should have listened. And he was like, he was like, do you know what? And I was like, what? And he was like, I have never littered once since that day. Fantastic. Worth it. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but like, like, if that's not a testament to my power as a spiritual I mean, being, I don't know what it is. That's incredible. That's incredible. I wish, I mean, I've never, I never tried to harness powers, but I said, as I said, always was obsessed with witches, you know? Loved the whole, loved it all. I, I, all my, all the cartoons I watched for witches. All I'd like all these books about like this fucking witch who had this black hat. I don't know. I just loved it. And like they looked like me. They always had black hair. Always dressed up as witches. Mm-hmm. Always loved the witch. Especially, I think the first witch I ever loved was um the Wicked Witch in Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. An icon. Um. So, yeah, I mean, and then that good witch, who you know, is actually a fucking bitch. Mm-hmm. Well, I was all, I always fucked a lot with Charmed. Oh, yeah, I great. loved Charmed. So I used to play Charmed with my cousin when I was younger. Um, I was always Piper. Um, oh, cute. <laughs> again, going back to mental illness. 
<laughs> oh my so do you not do any practice anymore um you hung up your broom <laughs> no i more so like every halloween I, I don't really practice that much at all but every halloween i like will cast a circle and invoke the element and kind of do more of a meditation thing um okay. and then for like say any full moon I'll usually go outside and bask in the light or I'll go for a walk in the light or, you know, a lot of times I'll write things down on a piece of paper and burn them in the moonlight. Um, <clears throat> but as in like... So you dabble. <laughs> I, I dabble, but am I hexing and cursing people anymore? No. I mean, would you for a price? Because I've got a few people that I could get hexed, you know? Um... I mean, look, I definitely, it, you know, it's different when you have your own space, it's much, it's yeah. just so much better. Do you know, like if I, if I have a big house in the future, like a big part of that garden, I would have like, done, like put away for just that kind of spiritual kind of stuff. Oh, I love that. Like a man shed, but for witchcraft. Yeah, but I'm thinking more like Greek temple kind of situation. Uh, yeah, like Dionysian kind of. Mm-hmm. beautiful that'd be so or like what were what were the ones in um in greek mythology now i should know this because it is what my degree is in <gasps> me too i did greek <laughs> mythology yeah and ucc i did classics um now we only did one year of greek mythology which sucked i was, was like same. i only did one year like, i was like i would do all of this mm-hmm. as a working degree but anyway who was the one where they had the nymphs and they had like was it dionys it wasn't a dionysian I think place so. and they they had these virgins that would like live there and they were like ethereal beings. Mm-hmm. I always lived for that story when they would tell that. I'm like, so these were real bitches and they were just like nymphing around. I mm-hmm. love that for them. Um, that's why I always kind of, <clears throat> even when I was younger and moved away from the church, I always had put more stock in like, say these old pagan gods because what appealed yeah. to me about these pagan gods was their appetites were always very human in nature, you know? They weren't claiming to be like this perfect, like, you know, savior, Jesus Christ, you know, who is like all loving, but at the same time, you know, has the world riddled with cancer and parasites and natural disasters, you know? Yeah. That's why I always respected the stories of Greek mythology way more because like, it was like a soap opera, you know, Mm -hmm. and like their, their gods weren't perfect. Their gods were like terrible, like, uh, and they were always making mistakes and they weren't afraid of showing gods to have made mistakes, but more so use that as a way to like teach others to not make that mistake rather than having a God that is like all seeing and perfect and like knows all knowing that you just have to unconditionally love for no reason. And that never made sense to me. Um, whereas like, you know, the Greek gods, the way that they were always portrayed was like they actually had like uh, regrets and they had human emotion, mm-hmm. uh, which to me was just way more believable and like, res- like I just respected it more, you know? Um, and like, I like that you could have like favorites, like you didn't have to, like they, mm-hmm. they had like cults within their religion, like, the, you know, different parts of, you know, I, I guess it like it wasn't Greece as you know, like it was like a different kind of place like the way it was set up but like they all had different kind of areas or like different gods that they would uh you know be more loyal to and they would kind of ignore the ones they don't care about and i'm like that's the kind of free market that i want yes <laughs> absolutely and they had like <clears throat> almost rivalries um mm. 
and like loved the fact that Medusa, um, who was one of my favorite icons of all time, yeah, an icon, um, she, the first gay icon, a hundred percent. She <laughs> was a high priestess of Athena mm. um, before she got raped by Poseidon. Yeah. So, and then it was Athena who cursed her to make her look like that because you're like, she was meant to be a virgin. She was the most beautiful in all the land. And then because she got raped and Athena was like, oh my God, you'd sex in my temple, even though she was raped, you know, that's, that was what happened. But what I want you to tell me about is <clears throat> the other day you sent me a TikTok, <laughs> um, one of 36. Uh, giving it a gay, giving you a free education, Adam. Was, okay, improving your algorithm for free. Was Excuse me while I do all the dirty work. <laughs> well, to be fair, my algorithm up until I, I did follow a lot of the ones that you, that you sent me was um, literally just hot people doing hot little dances. <laughs> I know. I was like, I need to get this guy onto like the next level of TikTok. Okay, but I, you know, I will watch hot people dance all day long. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, come on. They're just, We're all just, they're just so beautiful. And it's just, it, it sickens me because I'm like, I'll never look like them, but I can't I stop looking at them. <clears throat> and they and do I'm like happy them. for them. I'm happy for them. Yeah. Happy for beauty. I'm happy for them. Um, um, but what TikTok can I send you? The one about this, the guided meditation to meet your spirit guides. Oh shit. What, like when I tell you, when I saw this fucking TikTok, I ran to my <laughs> computer to get that link. Like, <laughs> so the TikTok is like this guy who's like, oh my God, I did this. He was, I think he's duetting with another TikTok or something. He's basically saying like, he did this thing and like, it's an hour long meditation where you like meet your spirit guide. And like, spirit guides aren't even something that like, I heavily invest my time into. Like, it's not like, I'm not like, you know, oh, the angels are around mm-hmm. me and all that kind of stuff. But like, I'm open to it as I'm sure you are. Um, so I was like, and I want to get it more into meditation this year because I've done it like a handful of times this month. <laughs> and um. I know, I know. Hold the applause. Um, but <laughs> but anytime I do it, I feel like I've taken like an oxy. Like I'm like in the, the best way possible. Like my brain feels like it's like melted, which is really what I'm mm-hmm. kind of going for. Um, so I was like, okay, fuck it. Like what's the worst that can happen? Um, I'll just get an hour long meditation in, even if I don't meet anyone. But did you do it? You did it last I did night. It. Yeah? I did it yesterday. 
And I mean, where do we begin? I mean, I guess the, the, the premise of the whole thing is that it's a guided meditation. And mm-hmm. the the purpose of it is to, I guess, meet your, your spirit guide. So meeting this, I guess, I don't know really what you want to call it, but something from some sort of plane or dimension of existence that is there like solely to, to guide you. Um, and then the whole purpose of this, of this meditation was to meet this person in a common place or meet this entity and going in with like a question or a request or, and you know, that's the thing. Yeah. So the first half, the first third of it, I guess it's kind of in thirds. The first third was like the relaxing of your whole Mm -hmm. body. Um, which I mean, that was kind of like yoga vibes. Mm-hmm. I did fine, but it was nice. I mean, I started off sitting up and then I had to lie down. Me too, like, me too. I started sitting Oh, up. okay. I like that. Um, And then when I laid in, I kind of got paranoid because I was like, oh God, do I have to start again? But I just kind of went with it. Me too. Exactly. <laughs> me too. I was like, oh no, like, did, will she know? Because it's yeah. a woman talking. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, has the golden light faded? I know. Um, and that part was fine. That was like basic enough meditation, but it was like an, a relaxing experience. And it was like definitely the longest type because it's the longest meditation I've ever done. As I said, it's an hour. Um, and that was probably like 20 minutes of it, which is like a long meditation in and of itself. But I actually didn't find it too hard. I, I definitely like the, the guided meditation more. I, I'm not more, more like one for really like just sitting there. I think that's more like level two, you know, I do need someone to hold my hand. Um, But the part that I really enjoyed was the second, third, I guess, which was like all about the chakras. Again, not Mm -hmm. something that I really invest a lot of time into. Like I'm not like a major, like my chakras are blocked. Like, you know, I I usually probably do turn my fucking nose up at it a lot, but I was like, okay, I'm going to go with it. Um, How did you find that? You know what? It was challenging for me because... I did not know from the, off the top of my head a lot of the placings of the chakras. Yeah, me neither. But when she was like, okay, activate like your whatever chakra. And I was like, oh my God, is this coming out of my booty? I was like, <laughs> where is this light shining from? <laughs> a fat chakra. <laughs> I actually struggled with that bit a lot. I went through and okay. basically was just asking to open up your chakras and would like say open, you know, your, your brow chakra and like imagine like a pulsing like yellow light, which I was doing it all, but I did struggle with that bit. I must say I did. I had a really crazy experience um, midway through that part. Um, so basically she goes through all your chakras, which are like from your head down to your toes, pretty much is what I gathered from it. Uh, and they all relate to a color. Um, and when she got to... I think it was green. So, you know, uh, something that's hard about meditation is obviously like you're like, you're trying to decipher whether you're just imagining something or whether you're like meditating on it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a really weird place where you're like, hold on, am I just imagining something? Is my brain just running wild or is that what it's supposed to do or whatever? And so I'm like visualizing all these colors and uh, obviously have my eyes closed. And at one point, like, I mean, I, I freaked out when this happened. Like, because before I was like, you know, visualizing the colors or whatever, which is like fine. Yeah. But when she got on the green, I literally saw a spinning wheel of green. Like, obviously my eyes were closed, but like it wasn't in my head. Like it was what I was seeing at the back of my eyelid. Yes, yes, and yes. Right, and right before it went yellow, like she said yellow, it went yellow. And then right before it went, she said orange, it went orange. And I don't know the order of these fucking chakras mm-hmm. i was like 
I was like, like, I mean, lying here like this, my eyes I was like, <laughs> with my mouth open. I was like freaking the fuck out. Um, so that was really crazy because nothing like that has ever happened to me in a meditation before. And I, I'm 100% not like well-versed in meditation. Like I'm not like, you know, an enlightened person in that sense. I would love to be though. Um, and then something else that was really weird that happened to me a lot. And I actually saw a lot of people uh, commenting this. So is, this before, in- is this before you the staircase? Just so we can. Yeah, this is all pre-staircase, okay. um, which we'll get to. Um, another thing that happened to me in the first, probably the second, third, because I think when your body like properly relaxes, you're not really conscious of your body anymore. You know what I mean? You're kind of more so in your mind. Um, I my eyes were like twitching insanely. Like it was like I was going through REM. You know when people are having mm-hmm. REM, like like a dream, and their eyes are like it's rapid eye movement. It ca- it was happening to me like uncontrollably with my eyes closed. Just so I was like freaked out by that. And I looked in the comments on YouTube. <laughs> Not a very namaste thing to do after a meditation. And loads of people were saying the same. So I'd love to know. Like I mean, is that like a common thing with meditation, or is that something to do with like? I was like, am I kind of dreaming almost, but awake, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, you, you were, the whole purpose was like pushing us into like a deeper state. Yeah, like bringing you to like towards consciousness and like using that as mm-hmm. your medium to like communicate rather than like the material world, I guess. So basically then from there, this voice is on, on the tape is guiding us. Basically, it's telling us to rise and rise at the same time where, you know, supposed to be visualizing that we're like, um surrounded with this like beautiful like peaceful white sparkly light so we're rising we're rising and at one point she counts down from five Mm. and I think is that the point where we're led to the golden staircase yeah you're in some like white room or something yeah so basically before and then there's a staircase now I found the rising hard because I was like where me too where am I going me too I found the rising very hard as well like and I was like first first I was falling and then I was rising I was mm -hmm. like am I literally meant to like and then I was overthinking it so I just kind of tried to stop myself because I was like am I going up am I visualizing my brain (laughs) I was like ah I'm falling (laughs) I was like thinking of the galaxy brain meme you know the one where he's like I was like going up the meme charts (laughs) um but so basically we arrive again at this meditation room um, so we're at this point um, and we're told to visualize this st- a spiraling staircase above us. Um, and basically at the top of this staircase is <clears throat> a grand door, um, which we have to climb the steps up to the grand door. And this is like, you know, on, uh, we're guessing like on the other side of this grand door, we're going to meet our spirit guides. Um so I guess my problem was I visualized the staircase. It was beautiful, gold and spiraling. But mm-hmm. um, she was like, I'm going to count down from five and you'll go up to the door. And I was like, oh my God, shit. I was like, I had this like, I was massive, running. I was like booting up those stairs. I, at one point I had to make myself fly. I was like on a Stena lift going oh, I up. Love that. Yeah, I was like, phew. Um, I was the same though. I was like, bitch, like you didn't tell me. I only have yeah. five <laughs> steps. You know? You told me a grand fucking staircase. I know. Like, I was like, and then I was like, didn't also want to reach the top on, uh, uh, if she was at three, I didn't want to be there early. Yeah, exactly. So I was kind of slow, like, you know, I was really trying to pace. And then I didn't want to be late because I was like, what if I'm late? And then like, I've missed my chance. The door goes away. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, you're. 
she asked door, you, she, uh, you're at the door and she asked you, what does your door look like? So what does your door look mm. like? I was about to ask you that. Um, have you ever seen The Labyrinth with David Bowie? <laughs> no, I'm familiar with it. Okay, well, it was like, there's a there's a similar, like, there's a door in that where I think Jennifer, what's her name, Jennifer Connolly, that actress? She's like a child in it. She gets to like these three doors and like, they, they're like kind of, mine was kind of like a medieval looking stone mm-hmm. kind of concrete vibe with like a big brass situation. What was yours like? Mine was like white and gold. Oh, so I like that. It was like, it was like that medieval type, like almost, you know, almond at the top shape, you know? Mm-hmm. I imagine mm-hmm. it obviously, for me, it was like a double door, you know? So it's like... Oh, interesting. With like two knockers that, you know, we're going to have to pull open kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Mine was very white and gold. It actually looked kind of kind of bordering between somewhere between like futuristic kind of angelic realm type shit. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, mine was very like gray, like kind of gothic King Arthur kind of, you know? But I, I, you know what? I think for me, I would have rathered to keep the visualization more simple as possible, which I kind of didn't. Um, but again, I mean, you're supposed to, like you're supposed to, it's like whatever your brain goes to, I guess, is your right answer. Yeah. So she says then in this tape that I think one of the knockers starts like glowing silver or something. Sparkling kind of vibe, yeah. And then basically the door opens and you enter. With ease. With ease. So what did... And I started panicking. Because <laughs> like I was visualizing my door being this big stone, not stone mm-hmm. door, but like a wooden door with a stone kind of like arch around yeah. it but you know those old doors that have like a big brass knob in the middle but like the knob doesn't like fucking open yeah. anything like it doesn't turn mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, this logically wouldn't make sense that this door would just go <laughs> and just like open so i was already like for fuck's sake might open um, itself oh i, I kind of was like mind oh <laughs> the witch came to play <laughs> She's like, bitch, I don't need no knob. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, and then once once we get inside, we're in this room and she, basically this guided um, meditation, the person doing it basically is like, okay, describe what you see in the room. There's windows in this room. What did your room look like? Okay, so my room was um, like... You know, like real brutalist architecture, like concrete walls. Mm-hmm. So, but like very modern, like, but it was kind of like, say like rich architect lives in the country side in America, you know, like beautiful and modern, but like we're in wilderness. Love. Um, so I, I actually came downstairs. Oh yeah. She said that, right? The stairs. Did Did she come downstairs? Oh, I didn't. I just blew right in. Oh no, you don't. Yeah, sorry, you don't. So I had I came in from the top and I kind of walked down into my room. Okay, I like that. Um, I kind of came in on like a balcony, um, and I went down into the room and there was like the windows were like floor to ceiling, really modern and bright, but like it was like cozy in the room too. Um, but I I couldn't like I I when she was like she was like look out the window and um you know, kind of take in what you see. Mm. And it was weird. It was like, I wasn't like, I couldn't actually see something, but I could like, I, 
I, I knew I was like surrounded by nature, you know, but when I tried to like fix my eye on anything, I couldn't see anything. What about you? I struggled with that as well. Cause part of the meditation was go up to one of the windows in the room and well, my, my room, first of all, was, mm-hmm. yeah, tell me. was very similar to the door. It was almost mm-hmm. like futuristic in a sense, but very white and shiny almost to the point of it like I don't know being almost like spaceshipy I would imagine um so white and gold throughout and it was went over to the window and again I was very I was struggling do you know because I was like trying to like visualize in my head okay what will I see and I was kind of bordering on what do I expect to see so I was like right I was just like relax and like whatever kind of feeling so it wasn't so much as a visual but the feeling that I got was kind of like almost like trees but it was kind of more like tree of life vibe so I was kind of more seeing like all these like webs of interconnectivity oh so you were yeah so like my place was very human yours sounds like it wasn't like of this earth kind of like you know what I mean I think mine was more kind of like on a spiritual type energy based kind of place yeah yeah, I get you. I get you. Wait, I, like I think for the purpose of this, it may have been actually better to make it more human. Yeah, well, I guess that's what the human mind just like recognizes, you know. Um, but I, I think that the thing with med- any meditation, especially when they're asking you to like visualize or see something, um, is just to like, and this is what meditation teaches you is to just like allow thoughts come in and also allow yourself to not be able to get to some places in meditation, like, and not getting frustrated with that. Um, and that's why meditation is just such an incredible tool to learn how to use because it, it teaches you so much in life, really. Because, you know, if you can, if someone's telling you like, oh, visualize, you know, look out the window, what do you see? And if you don't see anything, like you have to teach yourself to be like, that's fine. Like there's no wrong answer. You're not failing at meditation just because you can't see like, <laughs> a, you know, a Sahara desert outside or whatever it is, you know? So I think that was like something that, because it was such a long meditation, I felt by the time I was like in the room, so to speak, um, I was very like chill about not being yeah. able to get everywhere within the meditation, you know, which I don't think I would have got if it was just a 10 minute body relaxation and then boom, you're in the room, you know? And do you want to share um, what you, because prior to us going in, entering the room, I think um, this guided meditation person was like, okay, now like think of the, I guess the question or whatever that you wanted to ask your spirit guides, the advice, whatever. So did you go into the room with that in mind of kind of what you want to say to your spirit guide? Um, I didn't really have a question because another one of her options was just like, or do you just want to like go with the flow? Yeah. Um, and I was like, I'm just going to go with the flow um, and like leave myself. Like, so I think all I said was like, I'm open to meeting you if that's what's going to happen. You know, like I just wanted it to be now, like I'm not coming out of like desperation to like need an answer to something right away. Um, I was just like, like, you know, show yourself to me in a way that you think I will welcome. Oh, I like that. Was that. Kind of my, I like that. Yeah, that was, that was kind of my way of like, uh, you know, because even if like, I don't know, like, I mean, what does a spirit guide look like? I was just like, you know, show me in what some way that like, what isn't going to freak me out yeah. or like. And then my brain can perceive you know? like. Even if it's just a feeling, mm. like I was also open for that, like yeah. not actually seeing something physical. And what did you ask a question or did you go in kind of open? I was going in very open, 
but I was also going in and I was like, give me like a lesson in self-love. Um, oh, I love that. You know, because I was going into the room mentally ill, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're also told, right, that what else, other things that are in the room, there's a fireplace. And I guess somewhere close in the proximity of that fireplace is two chairs. Now, what what, what were winged? Winged, wing, what were they again? Winged. Yeah, so basically like, like big back. Yeah, and this is where I call bullshit on her theory because she was like, when you sit in these chairs, they're so comfortable. And I was like, bitch, there's no wing chair out there in this world that is comfortable. But I imagine like, mine is kind of velvety. Oh, I like that. I think mine was kind of... um like a really nice uh like it was a leather but not like mm-hmm, that no. squeaky gross yeah, leather yeah, it was kind of like you know like a very it was a very expensive the two mm-hmm. chairs were like very expensive mm-hmm. um which what do you know what i'm interested in so my my fireplace was like kind of like an uh it was like set into like a big recess in the wall kind of mm-hmm. vibe um, and it was like a strip of like gas fire Oh, so it was very, very modern. Oh, you were as well. very. I think maybe Dermot Bannon is your spirit guide. <laughs> I know my spirit guide lives in architecture and digest or whatever. In the book. Um, He's like, "Well, my home, come on in." Love <laughs> <laughs> you your shoes. <laughs> Ad at home. He's like, "I'm Jenny's spirit guide." Okay, yeah, your spirit um, guide is Jeffrey Star. <laughs> <laughs> um but like so but it was very tasteful you know but very rich looking um but when I she was basically was like oh there's two chairs facing this fireplace um were you drawn to one of the chairs or did you just kind of I was like I knew which one I had to sit in going on the one on the left I went on the right like the furthest away from me I I knew something was weird because I was visualizing it say I was walking into this room and then I kind of Mm -hmm. was like okay the fireplace is straight ahead of me and then the chairs are like straight ahead of me so I just went for the one on the left but my fireplace was pretty basic it was just more like an extension of the rest of the room um and then she was like look around the fireplace and what do you see did not see much I saw like a pair of golden boots I don't oh, I like know. That. I don't know why. Dilly don't know why. I I saw a, a black cat. Oh. Oh, now what I will say there before my okay, yeah, so while my spirit guide came, okay. Um before he came, I well no, I'll save it. But so the next basically is we're taking a seat in the chair. Um and we're like told that our spirit guide is arriving. So the door is open again. Um, I got so nervous. I was like, oh. was like ah. um, so, I was like, please don't show yourself a slender man. Please don't show yourself a slender man. So the door is opened, but mine by themselves, and your spirit guide walks in, I guess, and your spirit guide then, I guess, sits across from you. Mm. So tell me what, what you saw or what you visualized or what was going on there. Um, so this is where, like, so right before this happened, I saw this cat when she was like, look at your fireplace. And this cat walked from my path from left to right. And I was kind of like, oh, yeah, that's nice. There's like a cat here. Um, but then when uh, the spirit guide was coming into the room, I actually couldn't see them fully. It was really weird. It was like, I, but I could feel a very definite male energy. Mm-hmm. I like knew it was a, a male energy or presenting male or whatever the fuck it is. Um, and 
I I got like the feeling of it wearing like a suit of some sort, but like I couldn't like see their face or like hear them. It was more like um, a presence. Like it's um, also, even in a spiritual realm, you're a bottom bitch. <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> that's so true they're like okay i'll choke you with my mind (laughs) go on what was yours like no 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 we'll finish well okay well i'll do description so i guess before we get into what the encounter was mine came in and again i was finding it very hard to to place anything because again I, I knew kind of going in that I didn't want it to be like angelic or anything of that nature because I thought it put a very human look on things and again maybe that was my mistake so I guess it presented itself or the, at least the way I manifested it was more almost like this slender man type person like you were saying but so it had no facial features um and it had like the body of a human but it was just more slender and necessarily didn't have like arms or legs but just more like elongated limbs um Mm. and it was very slender and had no facial features whatsoever but it had a nice kind of like almondy head and it was more like it was multicolored it was almost like the best way to describe it is like do you know when there's oil in water yeah, 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 like oil slick kind of vibe. Yeah, that is what it looked like. But at the same, iridescent. And I yes, and I noticed then at the same time when we were sitting down that like over by the fireplace, a wolf was sitting down like a little dog, and a wolf is always like something back in the day that I would identify as like my spirit animal. So I was happy to see him. I like there. that. Yeah, and I always would say that a cat was mine. So like. When I saw the cat, it definitely gave me like a feeling of like reassurance because I saw it right when I was getting kind of nervous and like a bit not spooked. Like I wasn't like, oh, what's going to happen? Like, I mean, I know I can just open my eyes, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, but it was just kind of like, oh, like this feeling of kind of like adrenaline almost, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it was like going on a blind date. I mean, like, what are they going to look like? Like, what if my spirit guide is ugly? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean just keep going keep going in your experience I want to hear because I didn't get much else honestly um because mine wasn't really physical like when I say like this suit and like a male energy like I didn't really see them you know I, yeah. I got glimpses of it kind of um but I more so felt like an energy in the room and like a security which was nice um and I could feel them in the room like even actually funny enough when I went to the window I felt like there was someone out there looking at me but not in a creepy way okay I like um so yeah so it's kind of like a presence for mine I didn't get much further you know there wasn't much of a like proper I'm gonna do it again oh, 100% um, do it again. I think it's a it was a, a great meditation that you can 100% work on all the time it wasn't but like continue- doing that type of meditation I had done one before okay. I've done a couple before and had- and had it been a room vibe as well? Yeah, it was, it was literally a very similar kind of um, approach to it. But so then I sat down across from this like being um, mm-hmm. and I was just basically, it was a very kind of sad energy because oh. I was like, I need you to teach me how to feel better and all that, like literally like giving him full mental illness 
Um, I need you to absorb my depression. Yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> and at one point, now I think this could have been just more me manifesting, but was like holding me kind of a thing. Do you know? It was like very like... Oh, that's really nice. <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> but more just holding me and then like the kind of like the kind of um words then that were getting throwing out with me were just kind of like kind of like self-love and like you're perfect and all this all all that kind of like those kind of buzzwords um okay your your spirit guide is an instagram infographic (laughs) but anyway (laughs) He's like, do a face mask, queen. <laughs> like, it was very, well, I had RuPaul vibes. Um, <laughs> oh my God, yes, very RuPaul, like the tall almond head. But again, it was still, it was still like quite cold. Okay. You know, I did not feel like overwhelmed with like this loving energy or whatever. Um, <clears throat> basically felt like I had like a lot of work to do, kind of. Um, so then he carried on his merry way, um, which was grand. Um, and then the next point we were told to visualize that we're on a boat mm. and we're getting on out of now, there. Yes, I have some, I have bad news about this part. Um, because this part was the part where Evan decided to bust into the room My announcing that he needed room. Oh my God, maybe we weren't ready. Oh my god! Oh my god! I because Evan bust into the room and announced that he needed to do a shit, and I was like, <laughs> "A, we have another bathroom, and B, your girl is on a spiritual journey." How oh dare you? I was the exact same. So we were on the boat, and basically the whole purpose behind it, being on the boat was they were kind of counting us back to coming back to our own kind of awareness, back into the, the, the human world. Um, so I was on the boat, and my mom busts in the door, and she's like, well, would you like a Cornish pasty for dinner? And I was like, ah! You know, I was like... Oh well, I'm truly returned. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I snapped. I was like, I'm on a spiritual fucking journey, okay? I was like, I'm just needing my fucking spirit guides. Um and then it was like fuming, so fuming, then closed my eyes again. And I was like, I'm back on the boat. Um, but yeah, funny that we both sat at the beginning and then changed to midway, or well, not midway, but very early on, changed to sitting or lying. And then for yeah. us both to be interrupted. I know. And I, that's very interesting because, as you said, the boat was meant to be bringing us back to our right reality. Yes. But it's like, it's like reality came knocking. And it was just like, boom. Cause it was like very like, like yes. Evan was like, he was in the other room. I was in our bedroom and he was like working or something. And usually he'd be gone for hours. And like, all of a sudden I heard him like march into the fucking bedroom. And it was like, I couldn't even like, I was like, <laughs> but I was like, that was so crazy. That's crazy that that exact thing happened to you. I'm like, in what the world does Evan need? Of it. Yeah. Because we the exact same. I did mine like a day after you, or maybe even two days after mm-hmm. you. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, maybe it's, like, the world's way of being, like, they're mentally ill and they're going too far. Get them out. Get them out of the Get them off the boat. They're going to (laughs) jump. They're not going to leave unless... I was like, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave my room. (laughs) My safe room. Just with my spirit guide. My spirit guide's like, go home, bitch. And this echoing voice being like, I'm taking a shit. (laughs) 
Like, but they don't, they don't respect our spiritual growth. I know. And I knew Evan was going to laugh as well because he came in, announced his bowel movement, and then all he could hear was this, like, kooky woman being like, you're on a boat. And he was like, what? And I was lying on the ground. <laughs> he was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, excuse me, it's called meditation A. And B, I'm trying to meet my fucking spirit guide, if you must know. <laughs> he probably like texted my parents after him and was like, oh, good God, the lockdown has finally gotten to her. Um, do we have time to talk about um, that documentary? Hell yeah, I'm here all day. So if you've got time, I've got time. But we're like, what, how long are we recording? 58 minutes, I think. We're like, so basically, the name of the documentary, can you remember the actual name correctly? Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, I believe. Yeah, because we talked about it on this podcast before, Close, we did each Close Encounter up until, I think, mm. maybe Encounter 4, which was like kind of like full kind of abduction, blah, blah, blah. Um, but this was like a very spiritual thing. Yeah, so the fifth kind uh, Dr. Stephen Greer is uh, the doctor who and the guy who has basically like he's coined the term a close encounter of the fifth kind right because it goes up you know as you said you've run through them before so I'm sure your listeners can have either listened or can go back and listen but a fourth kind is like a full-on abduction right it's like full-on meeting an alien um, and sorry taking you is the fourth yeah Sure. Yeah. Um, so he has coined the term for a closing kind of the fifth kind, which is uh, a way that he uh, philosoph what's the word philosophize philosophize <laughs> yeah that he has now um, been able to make contact. Oh, it's called. I love the tagline. It's like close encounters of the fifth kind. Contact has begun. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it gives me chills every time. Um, so his whole um, like theory is that by uh, practicing this type of meditation that he has um, developed off other types of meditation, I'm sure, uh, specifically transcendental meditation, I think it's quite close to it, uh, that you can basically reach, bring your mind to a level of consciousness where you can have basically like interstellar communication with um, ETs. And his theory behind this is that uh, consciousness is what actually links all sentient beings in like the universe um, beyond planets, beyond, uh, you know, what, what kind of being you are, but that consciousness even in water uh, exists, you know, and, but I, I watched this documentary. So he has another documentary, which if you want to go down this uh, rabbit hole, definitely watch it. It's called Unacknowledged. Um, and it's really, it's fucking brilliant. And it was kind of one of his big, uh, that kind of blew up, right? It was on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's still, but they're all on Prime. Um, and he, like all the things behind aliens for people listening, if you haven't seen it. Yeah. It's him kind of exposing a lot of basically that the American government and governments, powerful governments all over the world basically have known about, uh, ET's, uh, involvement on earth for way longer than we think. Um, and modern day anyway, have known 100% since Roswell, um, and that they're actually like hiding it and kind of weaponizing it against us. 
Um, and he, in this next documentary, it's it's really, I mean, when I watched it, I was like, I mean, first of all, I was like, fucking Adam has to watch this shit. I was like, I know he's gonna like, I remember sending you a picture and you were like, what is that? And I was like, fucking watch it, bitch. And it took me like a good like few weeks to get you to watch it. I was like, you're not. It wasn't a few weeks. It was like, maybe, not? I felt maybe, like, maybe a I felt week. like I was holding on this secret. Um, because you watched it. <clears throat> and, and it sent me it and I ended up watching it eventually on Amazon um, and I remember sending you voice notes towards I guess towards I was, was close enough to the end maybe like 20-25 minutes left in it and I felt okay like like I was high I was like jittering on my bed I had I was literally had never and it was almost like such a deep meditative state I felt like I was stoned I I had never felt anything like that before in my life ever and it was just fucking so bizarre and you know what the interesting thing is a couple of weeks prior to me watching that I did that interview with Damien Gray you know who who told us about his abduction story And I had said when I, you know, about a week before I had recorded that, because I had listened to clips of him talking about it before on his own show on the, on the Black Lotus productions. um, I did not sleep um, without like my salt lamp on full blast um, from hearing that. And for weeks later, and then when I watched that documentary um, on Amazon prime, um, and I was feeling this like this weird high for like an hour. I'd never felt like this before. I hadn't. I haven't like needed the the salt lamp on since. Oh, so it gave you like a feeling of like it, I think I was the same. I think um, while it scared me in some elements, like so a, a huge theory of Dr. Greer is is that like they're going to weaponize uh, a lot of ET's good intentions against humankind in order to kind of start this like interplanetary war. Very complex. Do go watch it. Um, and you'll, if any of this is like of interest to you, which I'm sure it is, if you're listening to this podcast, you will love it. Um, but you know, that kind of concerned me, but didn't surprise, you know, <laughs> I wasn't surprised. I was like, Oh, they're at it again. Um, the politicians, but I did have a, uh, I, I had a similar kind of, I think any fear that I had over like contact or ETs or, um visitations was very put at ease Mm -hmm. but any anxieties that I had were more so on like fuck they're probably trying to tell us something and the powers that be won't let us Mm -hmm. hear it and that that frustrated me you know I'm like no I will say this documentary I feel as stupid as it may sound was probably the one of the most perception changing things I've ever seen or the most it's probably the most impactful thing I've ever watched ever oh no way oh my god um and it's actually interesting so in in the states they I'm not sure what it is basically but they have to reveal some sort of covid bill material from whatever point it was in 180 days, I'm not sure that's obviously less than now, but basically it was just disclosing things about COVID, you know, nothing conspiracy theory wise, but it was just something that had to be released. Now they've snuck in a massive UFO disclosure thing in with that. And you can Google that, like Joe Rogan was talking about it and it's like, you know, in the times or whatever, 
But they have this big disclosure thing coming about UFOs, which is going to come out at the same time as COVID. And we don't know why they did it. But uh, Stephen Greer was saying that it's to, we're working towards this movement of, and if if you're like paying attention, you're, you've seen in the last couple of months, all these, more so than ever, these government officials talking about UFOs. <clears throat> so the whole thing was that you were saying with the weaponizing it is we are going to be put into a situation where we fear contact from these beings and we're supposed to view it as bad and it's um kind of like foreboding and it's going to you know harm us <clears throat> but what Stephen Greer is saying is that we're actually supposed to embrace this and not be tricked by the politicians yeah I mean like one thing a p- point that he made which was like a such a penny dropping moment for me um, it was probably when I was like, okay, I'm joining the cult, Greer. Like, you know, <laughs> you watched it last twice, you said. I did. I watched it twice. Um, and the second time, I feel like the first time was so overwhelming, mm-hmm. the amount of information. Um, and I think I also kind of turned it on as a like semi background watch, just being like, oh, I'll fucking put this on. And then I was like, so interested, but I wasn't, you know, caught up. So the second time I was like, no, I'm actually, me and Everett, like, we're going to sit down and properly fucking watch this and like take it in. Um, but a penny drop moment for me was when he was like, we're the fucking dangerous ones. Mm-hmm. Like, he, and it makes so much sense. He's like, think of it. Like he has all this like video evidence of um, these ET or UFOs flying above earth and like avoiding missiles, like constantly being shot at. We, or not we, America anyway, start like, didn't they make some sort of fucking like interplanetary militia last year? Um Yes, exactly. And we are the ones who are in constant war. We, our world is exploding constantly. Like we, we haven't gone a decade without a, a huge fucking just a disastrous war. Um, and if we are to believe that these beings or whatever they are, uh, are, have the ability to travel, you know, light years to visit us or whatever they're doing. Um, they are so much highly evolved, you know, and something that uh, he notes that I thought I found really interesting as well was he was saying, you know, we always try and see ETs as like us or on the same, you know, maybe only a few hundred years beyond us. He's like, you have to realize that these beings, like they don't have an economy, like they don't have like nothing it's not like they have capitalism, but mm-hmm. by aliens, you know? he's like, they are living in like such an evolved world that like, they're basically only existing on a plane of consciousness. Like they're not even like, they don't even know the concept of money or power or, uh, you know, as I said, like economies, you know, these aren't, these aren't things in their existence. Mm-hmm. So when they see it from us, they're seeing it so objectively that it's like, or subjectively, should I say that they're, you know, they're horrified by like, what we've kind of done to the world and done to ourselves. Um, but I found that really interesting. I was like, yeah, we're the fucking evil ones. Like we're the big bad wolf. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. <clears throat> they use an analogy and it's like, say they talk about ants on the side of a highway and they say that us as people are ants and we're next to the highway, but we have no, like ants can't conceptualize what a highway even is. You know, they don't know that they're on the side of a highway. They don't because because they don't have the capacity to understand what a highway even is. So I do really like mm-hmm. that. But the whole concept of it is, <clears throat> is with this contact of the fifth kind that he goes out into these different places. A popular place for him is Joshua Tree in California. 
Uh, always on my always is where we're going um and he goes out with this group of like-minded individuals who want to make contact and they do this like deep meditation thing together um and it's called a ce5 contact and he they record every session they do and the shit and the pictures that they take it it fucking shook me i think it shook the two of us I think for me, um, there's a moment in the documentary, again, another like, not penny drop. I mean, I was fully drinking the Kool-Aid at Mm -hmm. this point, but a a moment that I was like, especially because Evan's a photographer. So he is always very skeptical of any um, photographic evidence because he has an eye for how things can be doctored. And he's really good at like figuring it out, basically. Um, But one thing that he was even like, I, if they faked it I don't know how they could was uh, they had just done their meditation they were in Florida and um, the, I think the camera's kind of still rolling they were kind of relaxing after their meditation and uh, behind them is the ocean and all of a sudden this big sun just goes like and then right beside it another huge sun two suns above the, the Atlantic Ocean and Evan noted that and this is for all my skeptics out there, myself being one, like, I, I think, you know, with all of this, you should always be skeptical as well, you know? Um, but he was like the way that the suns were under lighting the clouds. Cause the way this, it, there was clouds at the top. And then there was like a, 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 a like kind of a slice of sky and then the ocean. And he was like, you, it'd be very, very hard to doctor that. He was like, you would need to be quite a skilled, like, special effects person which is like who would bother you know like um but that that was really really crazy for me um some of the photos i mean like i loved it amongst the the in the documentary but like i've I've, evan got really frustrated at some of the photos because he was like a lot of this is like just uh, like a slow shutter speed on a camera Mm -hmm. you know or it can be explained away by some stuff but um I mean, I, I like their honesty and their transparency because it shows they've nothing to hide. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> it's just like, I mean, I, I think this is something that the two of us would probably end up doing. Like- I think so. Another thing that he does is he does. So he has, you know, they, they go into this kind of, I'm, I'd heard about it before. They go into this uh, idea that like the world's consciousness can kind of be measured. And they show, you know, that they they began to measure this, I think, in the 90s. Um, and you can see huge spikes in consciousness around Princess Diana's death, 9-11. There's a few other times, but it's to the time and to the place and to the date, you know. Um, so, you know, it could be coincidence, but what a weird coincidence that would be. And so he has this theory that like, okay, if we want to make like massive contact and have these huge kind of extraterrestrial uh, like contacts, I guess is the only way you could say it. Um, If we have a worldwide meditation, you know, his whole thing is that if we, we can like bring up the world's kind of vibration level almost if only 1% of the world does this kind of meditation. So he does these things where like, if you can't go to Joshua Tree with him on whatever date it is, they'll do these worldwide events where you get people in your country, your city, your town, and you all do it at the same time. And like, I find that so cool. I love that. I think it's definitely something that me and you were going to end up doing. Say like if, if this was happening in summer and the place was opened up, I mean, this is something that I will like jump at in a heartbeat. And some, me too. some of the interesting things he was talking about as well, and these are like proven studies and it's not just by him, <clears throat> but for instance, like on, on talking about consciousness and energy and stuff like these studies that like 
you know, even the ones like if you have two plants and if you talk to one plant every day with positivity, you know, you love it, you're beautiful, you're growing, you're doing amazing. And then, you know, on the inverse, you have a plant and it's you're just spewing negativity and vitriol. The plant that, and they're both like, you know, set in the exact same conditions, but the plant that you're- And these are scientific as well. Scientific. You know, so controlled, controlled environments. Mm-hmm. You know? And the plant that, you know, you say the nice things to, you know, flourishes, you know, so much more than the plant that you're giving, you know, this horrible energy to. That's fine. Well, there's one, oh, 100%. There's one um, experiment that they did with rice Um and they basically did the exact same thing and like within like three days the other rice was rotten like mm-hmm. molded rotten completely decomposing and the the rice that was getting positive affirmations or whatever was like just completely neutral and normal and you know i think you'd have to be like a willful ignoramus to not believe in some sort of power of meditation because this is something that has been practiced i mean we talked we started off this podcast talking about a lot of ancient greek mythology like the greeks what although not our maybe we have a a lot of the uh, meditation that we practice now is obviously quite eastern um but we have to also remember that the greeks were you know it did go into Mm -hmm. persia and the likes of that but a lot of their if you listen if you look at a lot of their um say these like say Dionysus and all this kind of stuff and even the nymphs that I was mentioning that were like these virgins that apparently were, went into trances like this is all just different methods of meditation and um, that the human mind can train itself to do and you know if you look at Tibetan monks obviously you know there's there's records of Tibetan monks who have reached such a, a state of consciousness that their body begins to glow like these are written records of monks glowing oh my god I love that I mean, like, give me that glow, you know what I mean? Like- um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but they can do, like, almost, like, superhuman things, like their body, you know, the meditating, uh, you know, in these, like, real, you know, horrible conditions, like the freezing cold and stuff, but being able to maintain, like, an internal temperature, that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, and also, I was thinking, you know, imagine, like, when you look at yourself every day in the mirror, And if your thoughts are like, oh, you're disgusting, you know, look at that body, you know, it's horrible. Like, I I, I am sure that must have the same effect, you know, with this whole plant and the rice situation, you know, whereas where you look at yourself, you're like, you're beautiful, you're beautiful. Mm, It's just, you know, it's a lot. Especially your... For sure, especially if it's your inner monologue. Uh Because whatever about other people saying something to you, you know, and that's where meditation comes into, again, like as I mentioned in the meditation from earlier, that like part of meditating is like welcoming in thoughts as they come. It's not about like people think like, I can't shut off my mind so I can't meditate. Like, or like people go, I'm not good at meditating. No one's good at it. Mm -hmm. That's the point. (laughs) Like, it's like, it's always hard, you know? And as soon as you get good at it, you try and do more. Um, and with, you know, your, like if, if your subconscious is like speaking badly about yourself, um, surely meditation can help that because you're training your mind to, for when negative or any thought comes in to kind of go, okay, that's a thought. No, get it out of my head, you know? Um, so I do think it is probably the key, (laughs) you know, I think that like, it's something that we, 
ignore so much and it's kind of um you know again at the start of the pod we were talking about like wicca and witchcraft and tarot and all these things that people have these very negative associations with and especially now i do feel like a lot of it has been kind of gentrified by instagram mm-hmm. um and like you know young zoomer culture which is fine um but i think it has given it a rep of kind of like hippy dippy bullshit Almost you know pseudoscience than anything else exactly and um I think because it's been commodified so much, people don't actually look into like the historical aspects of something. And like when, you know, one of my favorite um, film directors is David Lynch. And I'm a huge, huge David Lynch fan. And he has been meditating since the late seventies. He actually owns a school of transcendental meditation. um, And he always says it's money in the bank. Um, And he is, I don't know if you know anything about David Lynch, but he is a, a surrealist um twin peaks film director twin peaks yeah um and his his stuff would be classified as surrealist a lot of the time and he always says he gets all of his ideas come to him in dreams or meditation um and he that's why he says it's money in the bank for him it's like he physically cannot uh exist without meditating he meditates he's like nearly 80 i think and like his brain is like still as quick as ever he's still like making art everything and you know if you look at so many people uh in the world like the 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 most successful people a lot of the time are doing these practices which i do find interesting and a lot of you know again we talked about the hedge fund managers and like the uh silicon valley dudes like they're all into this shit you know that way it's like a lot of shit going on at, at the minute like you you'd have to wonder is stuff like the introduction of social media and all this and, and stuff along those lines is there an element of that that is deliberately in place to take us away from consciousness Mm. Oh, for sure. Because I think it like it puts us in a fake world where we feel like we're more connected than ever. But, you know, we're probably more disconnected from each other from ever. Like, oh, we have I, it false. Again, it's again, it's the veneer, right? It's this idea of a veneer of like, I've got a thousand followers. All these people are following me and I'm, I'm posting stories mm-hmm. and everyone's watching and god we're more connected than ever you know it's like you see that you see it on ads on tv they're like in a world where we're more connected than ever it's like we're not though <laughs> yep. you know what i mean it's like it's some bullshit no, like, like we're not connected. people are lynching people in the united states <laughs> i know you know we haven't fucking evolved at all in the last like couple hundred years apart from like you know obviously incredible technological advances which you know arguably are used like against us now um weaponized against us yeah so i mean like it's interesting but i think like you so you got his app now this is where greer got a lot of kickback because they're like this documentary is just like him trying to sell his app but i'm like okay let the girl get her coin okay Mm -hmm. um but uh so what i'd like to end up and to wrap up what did you feel like the app was like like how i haven't got it so have you used it i downloaded it um, I haven't used it yet because again, I haven't really been like that meditation that you sent me was the first time I meditated in, in months, maybe more than months. Mm-hmm. So I haven't been in a place to use it. And the app really is just like a guided meditation type thing. And it has all like their, their photos and their videos of what they've recorded during these like contact five experiences. Oh, oh yeah. So oh, that's cool. Catalog. Yeah. Also it doubles as, um, uh, as as a network, almost like a, a dating site, kind of the same kind of kind of thing, where it will show you people within a certain kilometer radius, um, 
are also using who have the app and who are looking to organize CE5 experiences, <laughs> contact experiences. So while I haven't utilized it yet, it will when like the country opens up, it will be something. Yeah. You know? And have you have you looked into like there are people being near you with it or are you? I using was it? shocked. There was like eight people within like 10 kilometers on that app. Oh. I, you know the way in Ireland wow. you always think that we're like the last to the party. So yeah, it's like Jenny Claffy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I was I was shocked to be honest, but also kind of it kind of instilled a bit of hope because I was like, I I do feel like for all the terrible shit that's happening in the world and the constant manipulation and the fact that pe- I do feel like more and more people are waking up. Mm-hmm. You know, for sure. Like, I think um, the likes of podcasting really helps for that as well. I think you know, I think that because it's kind of a we'll see how long it lasts in this way but I think because it's kind of like a bit of a free market that anyone can make one you can choose Mm -hmm. your own uh content which is both good and bad I guess but um I do think people are kind of like waking up and you know it, it worries me like the whole thing of like powers like powerful people talking and acknowledging aliens like I I remember there's a theory on it I can't remember the name for it but there is a thing that like they say they try to basically desensitize us to like there's all these theories that they always had like towers being knocked down by built by yeah like you know Godzilla and all this kind of shit and then it was basically to kind of like what's the word for it there is a term I can't remember it's to precondition you to not be as shocked when it happens like desensitize yeah exactly um so I wonder is that you know that that's kind of I think Stephen Greer has that as well he's like these the, he's like you know they're acknowledging aliens but like you have to ask why like because they did hide it for so long this is not their first time yeah. that they know about it in the same way like how many kids grew up you know maybe not so much now but like you know in the 90s the 80s whatever with like alien lunch boxes and alien backpacks mm. and like alien posters and like it, it was everywhere, you know. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it seems like, like someone e. really wanted us, you know, familiarized with the concept of aliens. Or even you know the movies like War of the Worlds mm-hmm. and you know all of these things where like they precondition you to believe that like any type of contact or any type of like landing of an extraterrestrial would be like nefarious no matter what like it's always evil and we are we're the good ones always and they're coming in to take us and you know it's interesting you know as they say there's nothing that turns the people or there's nothing that bands the the public together quite like uh, a war exactly uh you see that yeah i mean you see that in america i'm already i'm waiting for sleepy joe to drop his first fucking drone Uh (laughs) (laughs) or like i can't wait for it to be like yes kamala first first woman of color to bomb a hospital in the middle east um like, did you see that um that before we got that tiktok again i'm sorry um i actually saw it on instagram many months ago but it was like this indian girl she's really funny uh, or it was an indian guy it was someone from like uh, they had like a you know kind of a typical like indian accent mm-hmm. and they were like oh no mother why is uh what like they're like why is my school bombed and then it's like they're like oh kamala harris dropped a drone they're like oh no and then she's like but did you know that she's the first woman of color <laughs> vice president in america and he's like oh that makes it so much better thank you um, like the children of syria don't care. no um and you know what we'll end on this tweet 
while we're talking about aliens, I, I remember I sent it to you and it was a tweet from this lad and he was like, he was like, I don't care what anyone says. And he was like, if me and my buddies found ET, we would a hundred percent have killed him with hammers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Brilliant. All right. Brilliant. We can Adam, thank you so much for having me on. No problem. See you in hell. See you in hell. <laughs> 